Atomic! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Atomic Shark, the show where we observe lowbrow mockbusters and conclude that that is not an oversized Snickers bar in the ocean. I am your host Tyler and joining me once again is the true man of culture from the Char Shot Troop, Justin. How's it going, dude? There's way, way too many spiders. <laughs> that's so my, that's my Don Knotts impression. There's so many eight-legged freaks here, and we're not even watching eight-legged freaks this movie. They uh, also didn't have eight legs. No, they didn't. I'd rather be watching that movie than talking about this one, honestly. Uh, eight-legged freaks is legit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie being good. But we're not talking about that movie, unfortunately. Today, we'll be talking about... The sequel to Atlantic Rim, a movie that we've talked about before, but they haphazardly added in the overuse and cliche subtitle, Resurrection. I'm pretty sure there's an erection joke here, but I'm not clever enough. I'm sure Justin is, though. Uh, why you gotta call me out like that? <laughs> I figured you might have had an erection joke ready. You usually do, but I don't, I guess actually. That's I didn't. I didn't make that, that connection this time. Probably right. because this movie was so flaccid. Ba-ba! <laughs> there you go. That's There it is. All right, let's take a look at the statistics here. Unfortunately, like unlike all the other Asylum movies that we reviewed so far, this one doesn't have a Wikipedia article, so I am reading the statistics off of Rotten Tomatoes. So we have... the This movie was directed by Jared Kahn, uh, released February 15, 2018, with a runtime of an hour and 30 minutes, starring Steve Richard Harris... Zavi Israel, Jenna Enns, Terry Woodbury, Aunt Paul Logan, and Michael Marcel. So, yeah, based on uh, what we've been talking about on Discord, and uh, I literally just finished viewing the movie before we started recording, we don't have high opinions of this one, do we? No. Does it have the budget on there? Uh, I'm not seeing it on here. Though okay. I imagine it's non-existent, and uh, its audience score is thirty-six percent. There's no yeah. official tomato meter on here. Because so. my first note for this movie was how much of the movie's budget was spent on all the stock footage in this intro. Yeah, right. Like I saw in the credits, they attributed it to Pond Five, and that's not cheap. So I feel like that was a most of the budget. And they're like, "Well, crap. What do we do now?" <laughs> it's like they spent the rest of their money on catering and nothing else. If there was any. But let's go ahead and uh, talk about the plot, shall we? So this movie takes place several years after the Sour Rangers saved the world from giant monsters. And the world is in a state of repair. But that world peace is disrupted once again when a military boat wakes up an un another undersea monster. Which looks like a giant trip monster. Dr. J.P. Roth is interrupted from his job by military guys that require his assistance. Apparently, he was the dude that made the box, as exposited by the squad leader in charge of, charge of piloting them. Roth is taken into a terrible green screen, I mean, a secret lab in a cave, oh. where he meets the general from the Pentagon. Yeah, out of all the movies you've seen so far, uh, the, green, the green screen effects in this one is more noticeably bad, I noticed. Yeah, well, a bit, I think a big part of that was that all of the exterior shots were, like, just... LA, like not color graded or anything, just straight up LA, like in bright light. Looked like they were filmed on a GoPro, like with a vague fisheye lens. And so then you switch over to the green screen scenes and it's like so jarringly different. 
Yeah, all throughout the movie, there's a guy in a boat. He doesn't even look like he's uh, out in the ocean at all. It looks mm -hmm. like he's just on a on a prop boat with just an obvious-looking green screen behind him. And yeah, this dude spends the entire movie in a speedboat. So for the rest of the review, I will be calling him Speedboatman because I never <laughs> learned his name. So yeah, uh, the general shows uh, Roth a new bot and wants his super convenient neuro thingamajig to be put into them. Because apparently lag isn't the only isn't just a big problem in online video games. It's also a problem in giant robots as well. Well, what I don't get is like these robots seem like a step back from the last ones. Yeah, they... I mean, like yeah, they're still ugly and color coded and everything. So that's which they're completely different design. So I guess they just rebuilt them from the ground up. But like the the whole neural interface thing of like pain transfer and all that is like worse somehow in the three years or whatever since the last time they attacked and like i kind of get that like the government's in charge so of course you know it, it's gotta be oh we'll never need this these again throw them away and then you know cut the budget of the whole department and they're like oh crap what do we do let's scramble for pieces and put it all back together with no budget but like that that's legit like you know working for the government that's legit but i don't understand how that happened <laughs> yeah a lot could happen in within that time span uh but yeah i do agree with you these new bots um look way worse than the other ones and they don't even show them that much in this movie all things mm -mm. considered they don't have weapons like they're they're completely downgraded yeah it's i mean they have like guns but they don't have like you know hand weapons or anything yeah, they don't have uh, the swords or the shuffle thing. Uh, all they have are Gatling guns and missiles. That's literally it. And a flamethrower that doesn't work. Yeah, nothing works. You're not even in the future. So yeah. Uh, after explaining a bunch of techno babble, Roth meets the new pilots and they uh, gear up to test the new bots. They get brain zapped and suit up for training. They awkwardly fly their bots towards the monster and try to get used to the movement lag. Hammer, the Red Ranger, shoots missiles at the thing, and it immediately falls, but it gets back up and shorts out Hammer's bot. Bugs and Badger, the blue and yellow pilots, engage physically while Roth and his team try to fix the red bot, but they find that it's filled with gas and that Hammer is dead. Yes, yeah, so real quick here, I like the monster design more. Like, it's a little bit more unique at least. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like the origin or anything for them like it's just they're back okay uh, apparently uh they were aliens that pretty much hibernated in the sea i don't know they didn't explain it very well right they're just suddenly back and then also they go into the mech to get hammer out and they're all just like coughing and stuff like they know that they're going in to like where there was a gas leak like hammer said that before you know he passed out or whatever they don't bring gas masks, gas masks or anything. There's, we gotta hurry. There's gas here. Wear your mask, kids. Right. So yeah, Bugs and Badger kill the creature using missiles, but they're distraught that their comrade died. But their victory is extremely short-lived since the monster's corp expands and a bunch of tiny giant bugs swarm the place. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was a nice little touch there. Uh, like it was a unique wrinkle, even if nothing really happened from it. But. Yeah, we have a swarm of giant bugs attacking the city, and it's causing pandemonium. 
So what's the logical thing to do? Nuke the shit out of them, of course. Dr. Horowitz, uh, who basically uh, made a name for herself by pretty much contesting against uh, Roth's scientific prowess, decides that uh, she needs to study one of these things. So she and her team, uh, led by a dude named Russo and uh, Lee, who are two dudes with guns, escort her and Roth uh, to go capture one of the monsters. Since, you know, going against a giant swarm is completely dangerous, they decide to find one on its own. They do, and Speed Boatman here uh, calls Roth, telling them that there's more of those monsters out there, and immediately gets bodied uh, after uh, driving a speedboat away. And then it just cuts away to like, oh, we, we gotta, we gotta uh, share that data that that Speed Boatman got before he was killed. Yeah. Like, there's just, there's no, like, there's not even a second to, like, register the fact that he died. Yeah, it just comes out of left field. Yeah. So, yeah. Horowitz dis- dissects the spider corpse and learn that they're actually aliens and can be defeated without using a nuke to destroy the populace. Two of the monsters beach up on dry land with the spiders clustering around them, and the good guys fix the two bots, uh, the blue and yellow bots, rather, and summon Bugs and Badger to pilot them. But Bugs shows signs of sickness after uh, the attack of the spiders from earlier, and both are quarantined. Well, shit, we got no pilots left to fight these things. So, logically, they get Roth and Russo to pilot the things, and they go out to fight the giant monsters. Also, where did that quarantine come from? Like, the 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 one chick, like, I guess, I mean, she was attacked by one of the little spiders in her mech or whatever, but she got out, was fine, they patched up her eyes, she saw the doctor, got clearly had a clean bill of health to, you know, go rest or whatever, and then the next morning is just, like, covered in, like, sores and stuff and is dead. And is, like, foaming from the mouth and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that felt did. like they just needed something to write out those other pilots. It was really weird. Yeah. What a waste of characters, man. Right? So, yeah. They're out of commission. So, Roth and Russo uh, pilot the remaining two bots and try to join the final fight. The fight's a total drag, by the way. But the two monsters use the polymerization spell card to fusion summon an even bigger creature, dragging it out even more. Generic monster is evolving. <laughs> it used a moonstone. Oh no. It so, became yeah. a bigger generic monster. Wow, Pokemon's getting lazier every generation, it seems. Yeah. So anyway, they can't all be winners. Yeah. Russo gets nicked by one of the bugs, and in his dying breath, rams his bot into the monster in a hammy blaze of glory. One of the soldiers uh, named Lee reunites with his wife and daughter, who throughout the movie we see trying to get away from the monsters. We never really get any full closure on that. We just see these two. We just cut away to these two unrelated characters every now and again, just trying to get out of the city. I think the idea was to get that, like, you know, the threat of the street level, like the actual, like, destruction this was doing. But just like in Monster... They don't have the budget to actually show any of that, so it's just these two running scared and reacting to things that we don't see. Yeah, it's completely disconnected to everything else we've seen in this movie, and it's completely jarring. 
Like, yeah. you could take this bit out of the movie and absolutely nothing would change. Mm-hmm. Especially since, like, in the end, he goes to rescue them. He's like, they, 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 like, take their car over to wherever they're hit, which I don't know how he finds out that they're hiding there. But, um, and then they have, like, a reconnection. Like, they hug and everything. And then he goes back to the car alone. And Horowitz or whatever asks if, he's like, did, did, you, did your wife and kid make it out okay? He's like, yeah. And then they drive off. They're and not in it. the car, though. Like, where did they go? They disappeared into the ether. They become one with the Mako. Yeah. Sorry, I was playing Resident. I was playing uh, Final Fantasy VII earlier. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of um, continuity issues. Like at one point, Horowitz is doing an autopsy on the spider thing, and like, she's she's talking about what she found and like touching her face and stuff. She doesn't have gloves on, and I was like, does she not have gloves on while doing this autopsy? And then it cuts back wow. to her like doing the autopsy again and she's got gloves on yeah there's a lot of continuity <laughs> issues involving her like she has this one single strand of hair and every other shot it always seems to like move in a different position it's really distracting yeah so yeah uh at the apex of the fight the monster breathes fart gas at Roth's bot and dies i guess i must have missed how uh it was killed i think that was it breathing out the the like solution you know because he basically he charged it uh in order to blow up the canister of the stuff that they made to take it out the i suppose anti whatever i probably nodded off at that point because probably. i don't recall seeing that at all but yeah, so, they, yeah they put like a like a spray stuff in the flamethrower canister in order to administer it to the monster to kill it like tamely or whatever and he couldn't get the flamethrower to work. So they spent like 10 minutes of fighting the monster and asking, do you have that thing working yet? And he's just sitting in his cockpit fiddling with like nothing. He's <laughs> like, I'm still working on it. Like just sitting there. Yeah, I'm working on it. Just playing WoW in the background. Right. That guy back there is playing Galaga. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I've, I've got a solution. I'm just going to ram it. And let the acid burn away the the flamethrower and and ignite the canister. So I think that was like the the monster like re recoiling from the whatever the stuff is they administered. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely missed that. Uh, I wasn't paying attention at that. It wasn't point. clear at all. It was like five seconds. Yeah, it went by so fast I couldn't even tell what was happening. Yeah. But anyway. Roth makes it out okay and rides off with Lee and Horowitz to the end credits. Thank God. That was mm -hmm. that was a boring slog to sit through, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Like, it didn't I mean, it felt enough like a sequel, I guess, because there like there were some references to the past and everything, but no shared characters. And like as a mockbuster, the only thing it really shared with Pacific Rim. I mean, like, you know, the uh, Uprising, is that what the second one was called? Um, is that the monsters, like, combine into one super monster. Yeah. And, and I mean, I realize, yeah, like, I realize these movies are made, like, concurrently to the, you know, the thing that they're mocking. But this feels like the trailer for Uprising came out, like, probably a few months before the movie did. And they saw that moment in the trailer, and they're like, let's make a movie based around that. 
and they churned this crap out in like a month. Yeah, it certainly feels like that, that's for sure. Because the effects are a major step back. Yeah, right? Like, they haven't been this bad since, like, 2008 time. Oh, God. That's being generous. And that's, like, two years before. The, like, the movies they were making in 2008, that's what I meant. Gotcha. Like, King of the Lost World and stuff. That was 2005, though. Whatever. This is more monster quality. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, the whole the pacing of the whole thing sucked. The shots were terrible. There was one point when like he was the uh, one guy was jogging and like the you know the government picked him up or whatever in the in the car, and like they do this weird like handheld pan around the car like as he gets in and then like it starts driving away and they're still kind of panning around the car and you can see the cameraman's legs in the reflection of the van. Yeah, I noticed that too. Holy! And cow. it's like just don't do that shot like. It's so hard to deal with reflections. Just don't do it. <laughs> like, are there more people out here? Is this in continuity? What's going on here? Right. That's the kind of stuff that just... You don't have to complicate it like that. Yeah. Like, play to your strengths. Yeah, too Which true, too true. are few. But... Uh, yeah, I don't even really have much else to say. I'm trying to scroll through notes to even see if... Like, it's... It's so bad. Oh, the inter- speaking of how cheap everything looks, like the exteriors and the effects are rough, but like the interiors look bad too. Like the sets they that they built look like cardboard with spray paint on them. Yeah, it's something that I would make, and it would probably look better than that. Yeah, because everything's like like a matte finished, so it doesn't look like metal or anything, and. The like the cockpit of the one mech, obviously, that they reused for each character is still somehow a huge downgrade from the first movie, even though they don't have the awkward like, you know, use your gestures to to attack like they're just sitting at, you know, basically joystick controls that just flop around willy nilly. Yeah, it it's like uh, playing an actual arcade machine uh, back when they had joystick stuff. Yeah. Everything about it is so much worse than anything that's come before it. Yeah, this is a major step back in terms of uh, actual quality of uh, the sets, the effects, and probably the characters, too. I honestly mm-hmm. don't give a shit about any of these people. No. Like, the establishing scene of the new pilots was kind of nice. Like, them in a bar, and, like, you know, the two are clearly dating, but he, like, keeps getting side-eyed from the waitress, and... Like, they're, like, they have some good, you know, charming personality elements. I don't know why it's always three pilots, but, you know, whatever. Um, three, man. Yeah, but then, like, they all die, and I don't care about any other characters. Well, Hammer dies, the other two are quarantined. So they well, might I mean, as well have been dead. The one girl definitely died. Like, she was already dead, and they quarantined the remaining one. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that was a waste. Um... Uh, Roth is probably the only uh, concurrent remaining character that might have worked, but I don't know. I don't really get like a good read off of him. That and I feel like uh, his uh, quote-unquote relationship with Horowitz uh, is kind of there, but not really. I don't know. They were uncomfortable. Like, he, he stood way too close when talking. And it felt like they were trying to go for the sexual tension thing, but it kind of just gave me Predator vibes. Yeah, it kind of does. 
It doesn't really go anywhere by the end anyway. No. So yeah, uh, the two soldier guys uh, were just kind of there. The only one of real significance, I guess, is probably Lee because his wife and daughter uh, have their own separate screen times. Mm. And uh, it's clear that his ulterior motive is to try to reunite with them. And as we stated before, uh, it just amounts to a big pile of nothing. Mm-hmm. So it might as well have not been there. The only real I kind of liked Russo because he looked like a like a knockoff of the rock, like a rock off. <laughs> Get your rocks off, kids. Not like but... that. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, he's, a, he's he's John Dwayneson. John, uh, rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, he was cool. He was pretty hammy to the end. Uh, yeah. In the final fight, though, so I can appreciate that at least. That's mm-hmm. probably the only fun thing that I found throughout this entire movie. Uh, everything else, though, was taken a bit too seriously, and it's just boring, man. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, this is probably one of the more boring films that we've reviewed so far. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something after uh, we did Monster. I Like, it had potential, too. Like, the story was fairly solid with, like, you know, kind of the, the way the monster worked, like exploding and then combining. And like, there was some cool elements there. Yeah. They just didn't do anything with any of it. Yeah. The monster is the best part of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's basically just a giant shrimp alien monster that basically deconstructs and reunites itself, which is a cool concept for a monster. Uh, but other than that, eh, not really. I, I don't like this one, man. Like, Mm-mm. this is definitely a low point. Probably not as low as Monster, but I'd say it's around that ballpark, honestly. Mm. I don't know. I guess I have higher expectations now than I did with Monster, I think. That's the problem. Yeah, the problem is uh, these low-quality movies uh, have a bit higher quality to them since uh, we've been going on. Mm-hmm. But this one's such a huge step back that it's actually jarring. Yeah. Like, it's not a so-bad-it's-good movie anymore. It's just so-bad-it's-bad. So, I guess that brings us to the Shardometer. How shardy is Atlantic Rim Resurrection? I hate to go to opposite extremes here from the last movie, but I'm going to call this one a five. Yeah. Like, it's it's about as bad as you can get in every way. Um... And at this point, like, I would have expected better. Because, I mean, a bad movie in 2018 can still have some merit. But this feels like a bad movie from, like, 2005. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to give this a 5 as well. Uh, The pacing is too slow. Uh, The characters aren't good. Uh, The effects are shitty. The, The green screen effects are shitty. And it's just boring. Like, the worst sin that you can commit when you're trying to entertain me is to make something boring. Like, it doesn't matter if it's bad. Like, if it's bad, then there's at least something to take away from it. Like, mm-hmm. in uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, there was enough entertaining scenes, even though that movie isn't great. But... There's not a single scene in this movie that made me smile or laugh or anything. Mm-mm. Like, I was nodding off 
almost the entire way. And that's the best part the of watching this was the Black Widow ads and like at the commercial breaks. I didn't get those because I was watching this on YouTube. Oh, it was on YouTube. Yeah, it's free on YouTube. Uh, I, th- I, it's a there's a channel that uh, uploads these movies for free. I think this one's pretty recent from like a few months ago. Hmm. Because I was checking, like we only have a few left, and I'm pretty sure they're not like you know the free with ads. Like I found all the others. So we might have to actually spend some movie on this garbage. Spend some money on this garbage. Yeah, right. Like, I didn't want to spend $3 on Voodoo for a rental of this movie. Uh, based on what you said on our private Discord. Like, yeah, no, no way, man. No, I did the IMDb TV thing through Amazon. It's free with ads. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is straight up five from the both of us. This is probably the lowest of the low for us. Uh but thankfully, that means we won't be talking about this movie ever again. So there is a silver lining to all this, I suppose. <laughs> so next time we meet, we shall be in Monster Island, which is not the same Monster Island from the Toho movies. Nah, this is a completely new Monster Island, I assure you. So until then, Justin, where can the fine people find you? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Uh, me and Ben, the the fearless uh, chief, yeah, chief of Charge Shot, um, have started streaming Resident Evil Five, which nice. is a lot of fun. Um, and I should have my review of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart out soon. Right on. That's what's up. And you can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That High. Check the pinned tweet that will uh, link you to my YouTube channel. Uh, my newest video in Tire Shoes Reviews, uh, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasai, is now out after two months of production. And it's probably the craziest video I've ever made. So go check that out. It's a lo- I had a lot of fun making it. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to do it for us. Catch us next time for the next episode of Atomic Shark. We are almost done. We got like two movies left, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Stay tuned for that. And as always, stay shardy, everyone. Peace.